Hi, I'm Rick Tittle, and this is the Rick Tittle Podcast on the 8Side Network. Join me as I get busy with the biggest names in sports and entertainment. There's a brand new movie coming out, uh, Manana, and this will be in theaters and on demand. It's called A Day to Die, Only the Savage Survive. And uh, it's got some pretty good stars, Bruce Willis, Kevin Dillon, Frank Grillo, and others. And joining us live on the line right now is director Wes Miller. Wes, welcome to the show. You've had a pretty interesting uh, career, I should say interesting careers, uh, as you started off as uh, a college DB like myself, so I'm fond of you there. But you were a lawyer, and then you became a filmmaker. How did that all work out? Yeah, man. Hey, thanks for having me on, man. Uh, talk about the film. And, um, yeah, brother, I, uh, you know, about six years ago, man, I uh, had been practicing for about, you know, eight years or, or nine-ish around in that area, man. And, you know, I just knew, um, you know, the law really wasn't my final calling. Always loved film. Um, and then, like, when the whole DSLR craze, uh, you know, the Canon Mark D came out, and we were actually able to pick up the camera and get cinematic visions. And um, and then, you know, after that, man, I was really learning, you know, how to write because, you know, you really got to tell that story. Once I really figured out that I got a little talent in it, man, I was, you know, just a lot of prayer, a lot of thought, man, and just was like, hey, you know what? You live once. Um, you got some talent. Are you willing to work as hard as it takes to be as good as you want to be? And the answer was yes, man. And uh, I took just mayor of my mother, man, so the practice and uh, – you know, just went went all in, man. And, uh, you know, definitely an emotional challenge, but uh, definitely emotionally rewarding. Well, it's an amazing transition to be successful at it. And I know a lot of people try it and they don't, you know, most people fail at it because it's hard to do. So besides your natural eye, what was, was it film school? Were there mentors? How did you switch careers and able to get so good at it? No, man, um, you know, I, just hard work, man. So no, you know, I, I mean, I, no real mentors. Um, you know, my first screenplay that I wrote got picked up by a producer in L.A., and he invited me to set. It was a very small film, like super, super small, but it got me on set. It got me also realizing that if I write something, I want to see it to, you know, its truest vision, you know, to kind of, you got to stick with it. And, brother, it was really just writing, shooting, making mistakes, um, and then, you know, I just did a few smaller films to really work on specific aspects of the filmmaking process. And so since I didn't have the protection of film school to, like, make the mistakes, you know, I just made them. Um, you know, I just made the films and made the mistakes but continue to learn and continue to grow. And, you know, it is hard, brother. And you just really have to, you know, if it's really what you want to do, you just have to have a dogged persistence. And for me, man, so it's not an option. And, you know, you're former DB, man. You know, when you get out there on that island, it's like it's showtime, and you just you just can't take no, man. And it's just like, hey, you know, I'm on the island, I gotta go. Like, I, I can't, I can't stop. So, um, so yeah, it's the same mentality, man. Got to be a ball hawk. Pretty much, right? <laughs> <laughs> it's in the air. You got to go get it. Nobody's getting that before me, man. You, you know, you might be a little bit quicker, but man, uh, you're not gonna outwork me, man. So, uh, yeah, same, same concept. Let's talk about uh, the synopsis. I'll just read it real quick. Ex-military ops officer Connor Connolly has one day to pay $2 million in reparations to a local gang leader in order to save his kidnapped wife. With her life on the line, Connor recruits his old crew and uh, to get some cash. And that's what we're talking about. Kevin Dillon, Bruce Willis, and 
Frank Grillo. Let's start, of course, with the man Bruce Willis, who's you know made a lot of movies, and uh, of course, everybody knows him. What was it like to work with a veteran like that? Yeah, man. I guess I'll stick with our football analogy, man. But it's kind of like uh, the, the the morning of a real big game. You know, number one in your conference is coming in, and you're number two in the conference, and you're like, hey, man. I you know, you wake up a little bit early. You wake up with a little bit more pep in your step. Everybody's a little bit sharper, a little bit more, you know, clicking on all cylinders. And it was really humbling, um, and it does force you to bring your A game. I mean, it's, it's Bruce Willis. And, uh, you know, I, yeah, he has done, you know, you know, quite a few movies. Um, and, you know, um, you know, for the good or for the bad of it, you know, he, he's Bruce Willis, man. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, he does a lot of movies because people love to watch him on screen. <laughs> so... Uh, believe me, if, if if his movies like were were taking losses, uh, he wouldn't be making them. Um, so uh, so you have that aspect of it. And then for me, it was like, all right, you know, I don't want this to be a Bruce Willis film per se, but I really wanted to to be a, an action movie that has Bruce Willis in it. And so you know, it was really that that combination of like, hey, let's get our game tight, let's really help bring the, the you know, let's let's get the best. You know we can with Bruce, and let's just make the best film we can. And uh, and yeah, man, so it was really awesome and uh, very humbling because he's a legend. So it's just kind of like he walks in the room. Hey guys, that's Bruce Willis. So you know you can't fanboy out, even though you really want to. Uh, you got to stay and be a leader. Uh, but like it was uh, really great, man. So how much are your films collaborative efforts? I mean, do you run a tight ship, or do you? Even if it's not Bruce Willis, if the actor says, maybe it's better if I say this, or maybe I should stand over there, how much do you kind of keep it uh, democracy? Um, I, I, I come with a suggestion, and then, you know, I listen to all my actors, and then, uh, you know, we, we shape the scene, man. And I must say, you know, that process, because when you're on these smaller films, um, you know, you don't have a larger budget, you don't have, like, you know, weeks of rehearsal or even, like, a lot of, you know, any time for rehearsal, really. So I protect my space with the actors from, you know, the top of the day to the end of the day. And, look, we work through the scene, and, you know, I take their suggestions. Um, if they sound, like, totally off, then, you know, I might be like, no, let's really you know, maybe try it a different way. But if they're reasonable, you know, we'll, we'll try it. And then if it's not working, we'll try it a different way. Um, but at the end of the day, I take all the suggestions because, you know, these guys and ladies, they inhabit these characters. They're focused on these characters. Um, and for my thought is if I don't get it on the day and I don't have it in the edit, then that's a shame. Um, so it's not about any ego. It's really about getting the best material, the best, you know, performances. Um, and you know, if that helps protect them, I listen. And then, you know, and if it's really a disagreement, we'll do it once my way, we'll do it once their way and we'll see what works best in, in the, uh, in the edit. But, you know, actors, you know, they're so amazing and I would be silly to ignore them. Kevin Dillon, uh, you know, we think of him uh, as entourage, you know, kind of goofy and funny, but I also think about him in the Vietnam movie, like, hey, piggy, piggy. So what's it like, uh, you know, to deal with a guy who's that versatile? Man, you know, it's so funny that you mentioned that because, you know, uh, when Kevin's manager first, like, suggested him and before I had a chance to, like, you know, sit down and talk with him, you know, I was like, man, you know, Kevin Dillon from, like, entourage? And I'm like, he's a good actor, but he's funny. Like, he's a comedian. This is a meaty, this is a, you know, muscular role. Like, you know, we need somebody, you know, strong in this. And uh, and they were like, well, just take the meeting. I was like, for sure. Like, you know, I would never say no, because, um, again, he's a good actor. 
Um, and it's funny because I actually conveyed that to him. Like, hey, you do know, like, you know, you know, like you're, you know, Johnny Drama. And he's like, man, you do realize that, um, like, I'm a dramatic actor first. Like, I was in Platoon, like, way back in the day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. And, uh, you know, and then, and then after that, it was really about, you know, after you get past those preconceptions, you know, which unfortunately Hollywood does tend to put people in boxes. And, you know, being a minority filmmaker, I'm all about breaking through those boxes and, you know, putting them aside. But then, you know, we literally talked and he was so in tune with the character and like so um, dedicated to, to bringing an authentic, you know, um, um, character out in the film that, you know, I was like, this is the guy. And if somebody, you know, me, I want to work with somebody who wants to be there, who's hungry and who's dedicated and who has talent. And Kevin checked, like, all those boxes. And, man, he just, like, really killed it in the movie. And then finally, what's it like after all the hard work and everything you see in your head to months and months later actually seeing it on the big screen and and knowing that you did it? Man, you know, um, I've I've had two premieres, uh, uh, a world premiere down in Jackson, Mississippi, and we did an East Coast premiere last night here, and I'm still in New York. And, bro, um, I almost cried last night because, you know, watching it with an audience and seeing audiences from different parts of the world having the same reaction, and it was just like, wow, it's like, we did it. And, you know, for, again, you know, you know, kind of bringing up the, the, the Bruce Willis aspect, like, a little bit, you know, I feel like, you know, again, because he does a lot of movies, you know, yeah, people are going to be like, a, a Bruce Willis movie, um, and then, you know, the question is, will they give it a fair shot? And I feel like if people just really take a look at the film for what it is and, and what it's not trying to be, um, I think they'll enjoy it, man. And it's really rewarding because, like, you don't know. Like, when you're editing, you think you might, and, you know, you don't get a chance to screen and go make cuts like the studios do. You're just really going on gut with you and your team. And, uh, you know, we put a lot of love in the sound mix and the music. Like, we put a lot of love in this film because we love action films and uh and so it's great and then um one person you didn't mention that you have to is um and he's not like really featured a lot in, in the synopsis but leon um the consummate professional bro like man like he he like he killed it man and like our whole cast and frank like everybody man like i, I really feel like together we were all dedicated and saying hey it's a cool action film but let's really see what we can do to make it actually have some meaning and mean something. So, no doubt. Um, yeah. We got to yeah. run, but we've been speaking with Wes Miller, director of A Day to Die. It's coming out tomorrow in select theaters and on demand. Bruce Willis, Kevin Dillon, Frank Grillo, Brooke Butler, Leon. Wes, congratulations on the film, man. Thank you so much, man, and thank you for having me. You're listening to the Rick Tittle podcast on the Eight Side Network. Stay tuned for more. Very happy. Uh, we do have our guest. It's uh, actor and producer Mohammed Karim. He's here to talk about the movie A Day to Die, which is in select theaters and uh, on demand. We had the director, Wes Miller, on the show last week, and it's a pretty amazing uh, cast with uh, Bruce Willis, Kevin Dillon, Frank Gillo, Brooke Butler, Leon, and uh, Mohammed Karim as well. Mohammed, welcome to the show. Tell us about the uh, movie and uh, your participation in it, please. Thank you so much, first Rick, for for having me. Uh, really excited for the show. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really happy, really excited for the film. Uh, such a great uh, uh, cast and story. Um, I was really happy getting this uh, 
this uh, uh, role with uh, with the whole the incredible great talent uh, that you just mentioned right now. Um, I'm playing Reynolds. Uh, Reynolds is a detective uh, reporting to his uh, chief of police, was uh, Bruce Willis. Um, first, when I read the script, I was um, I, I realized like ninety uh, percent of all my scenes is with Bruce. That kind of like kind of like was uh, really exciting for me because uh, you know the fact that you grew up on all these uh, great movies for Bruce, like uh, Die Hard, and and now you're uh, you're doing uh, all these scenes, great scenes, great movie uh, uh, opposite him. That was kind of like pretty cool for me. Now you're a multinational guy between here and uh, and Egypt. How did that work yeah. for you? Because uh, correct me if I'm wrong, you went to med school in Cairo, right? Yeah, true, true. And then you ended up an actor. The hell's that all about? <laughs> <laughs> That's what uh, what it's all about. Being an artist, man, just being agent crazy. <laughs> I mean, uh, everybody gotta just you know at a certain point you gotta just follow your dream and 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 your passion, right? Um, I grew up in in Cairo, Egypt. Mm-hmm. Um, my parents are doctors. Uh, my whole family are doctors. You know, when you live in this, like you, you somehow you become a doctor somehow, right? Mm-hmm. It just like becomes in in, in your blood. Um, so when I grew up, I like automatically felt like I have to be a doctor. Nobody forced me anything like that, but I, you know, I'm, I honestly uh, love being a doctor. I, I practiced, I, you know, I, I finished medical school, the masters and everything. But since day one in medical school, I was doing, you know, my acting thing. You know, I tried to uh, go to studios, uh, you know, go here and there, introduce myself and all that back there in Egypt, because uh, Egypt's like Hollywood of the Middle East, they call it. Mm-hmm. Um, so anybody from Africa, anybody from like all over the Middle East, uh, they want to, you know, become really successful actors, they, they move to Egypt. Um, but before that, I, um, I came to to L.A. For, for my last year in high school, which was pretty pretty different pretty exciting for me mm-hmm. and that's where all the the journey started you know when i got here uh, to my senior high school um i felt like wow you know i i love it here and um walking down holly boulevard and all that kind of like was all on top of like my passion to acting already so when i got accepted medical school in egypt i had a deal with my parents i'm like listen I'm going to go to medical school, but number one, I'm going to be- become an actor. They flipped. And number two, every year I'm going to come back uh, to, to L.A. So like, okay, just get your, you know, get back and we talk about it later. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, just had the, the deal with them from first year medical school. I started to do my acting and I felt like I want to do something for myself, something that I really uh, love, uh, have the passion and uh, I started doing both at the same time. It was pretty tough to kind of manage to be uh, going to medical school and student and also uh, going to studios and shoot your series or films or whatever until, you know, year by year, you know, I be, you know started doing lead roles over there, films, TV, until I hosted uh, one of the biggest shows in the Middle East um, and the world, actually. It's uh, The Voice. Mm-hmm. Uh, covered like 100 million viewers. And then, you know, it started going to film festivals and all that. But I always had my passion for Hollywood. 
that I wanted to, at a certain point, after you do all of your movies, tour all the film festivals and awards and all that, um, I was like, this is the right time to to do my transition and to pursue my 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 career that I always dreamed of, which is in Hollywood. And thank God it's working so far. Well, when you think about African soccer clubs, All Ollie is where it's at. Did you ever check them out? Uh, I, I know a lot about the soccer clubs. Which one are you referring to? Al Ali. Al Ali. Yeah, the uh, you know El Shayatin El Homer, the Red Devils. Al Ali. El Ahli. Wait, how did I say how it wrong? How do you say it? It's not Al Ali. No, no, el, um, uh, it's H, so it's Ahli. Ahli. Al Ahli. Yeah. No, I'm a big yeah. soccer fan, and that's I mean that's when you think about the great. North African teams. I mean, that—that's the Yankees. Yeah. That's the Yankees of Egypt, right? Hundred percent, hundred percent. I'm really surprised that you know about it. Sure. How did you uh, dig in deep into it? How did you know? Oh, uh, I'm a big soccer. Guy. I know more about Egypt than just Mo Salah. Oh, you know Mo Salah, my buddy too. <laughs> Is he your buddy? I know him really well. Yeah. Oh my gosh! And now we're out of time. If you go through my Instagram, you'll see some photos. <laughs> you know. <laughs> Oh, the second most famous person in Egypt has been our guest, Mohammed Karim. Check him out in a day to die brand new movie, and this is uh, in theaters and uh, also uh, in collaboration with Dark Castle Pictures. Hey, Mohammed, come back again when we got time, man. My pleasure. Thank you so much for for having me. I, I was uh, <laughs> it was really fun, you know, talking with you, man. This has been the Rick Tittle Podcast on the Eight Side Network. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.